Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to Soul Nectar. I'm your guide, Nadine Avani, bringing you real, raw, illuminating conversations surrounding all things consciousness, intimacy, sexuality, inner power, and the full spectrum human experience. This is a space where we openly explore the intersection of that which is deemed sacred and profane. These episodes will guide you to more deeply know yourself, liberate your true expression, and infuse much more pleasure, embodiment, and magic into your life. Let's dive in. Hey, Soul Nectar listeners, I'm really excited about this episode. Just to give some context as to my current environment, I'm currently in a very small rural village on the eastern side of Guatemala, right in the jungle, and the power has been out for a couple days now due to some storms. Luckily, I do not need internet to record a podcast episode, so nothing is stopping me, and here we are. But just as a disclaimer, you might hear some noises, you might hear the birds in the window, you might hear some dogs or motorcycles. We'll see what happens, but it's just going to add to the podcast ambiance. So what I feel really called to speak on today are the main ingredients that I have found in my own experience on my journey and working with many clients at this point of sustainable healing, evolution, empowerment, transformation, all this good stuff. And of course, This is not the be-all and end-all. This is not an exhaustive list, but these to me have been, yeah, the core essential ingredients that I have found to be the most important in constructing a container that is healing. So those ingredients that I'm going to break down for you are awareness, clarity, and acceptance, We'll see if anything else wants to channel through as I'm talking, but those are the main points that I want to talk about today. So let's dive in. When I'm working with a client, it sounds so simple, but simply inviting in the energy of awareness and consciousness and bringing something to the light that has previously been in the shadows is so powerful, even if it feels simple or subtle or obvious, when something has been lingering in your unconscious mind for a lifetime, and maybe other people have been able to see something within you, but it's so ingrained in who you are and in your subconscious that you can't see it for yourself, when you're finally able to identify it and recognize it, and not only that, but be with it, that is a sign of progress. That is a sign of healing and growth and evolution. And of course, it doesn't end there, but I just want to reiterate how huge that is. And I think we can be really hard on ourselves, especially in relationships or if we have habits or patterns that we've been trying to break. And it can be really frustrating. I get it for things to come up over and over again. And you're like, what the hell is going on? I thought I healed this. I thought I was done dealing with this. I thought I was over this. But when you have the awareness of it and you're able to see it, even when it's still there, 
that is a sign of progress because then, as that famous quote goes, it's not unconsciously controlling you anymore, right? I believe it was Carl Jung who said, I might butcher it in this moment, but something along the lines of when we don't make the unconscious conscious, it controls our lives and we call it fate. So even having a deeper sense of self-awareness and perspective and knowing yourself on a deeper level is huge and should not be ignored. And I think when we think of healing, we can almost pedestalize these like really deep cathartic experiences that some people have and that maybe we have had ourselves and we judge the little crumbs, the little baby step experiences that don't feel as deep or emotional or life-changing or profound in the moment just because it seems really simple or obvious. And so we can have these like really intense experiences with plant medicine, with breathwork journeys, any of these different tools and techniques and allies to help us expand our consciousness. But the real sustainable and effective chapter of those experiences, I guess you could say, is the integration and is, okay, now you've expanded your awareness. Now what are you going to do with that? You know, so being aware of these subconscious parts of yourself, being aware of your shadows, your triggers, your inner child, all of these things is so powerful. The second ingredient that I mentioned is clarity. So this to me is taking it a step beyond just awareness. So clarity is when, yes, we've identified it, we've brought it into our conscious awareness, and now we're gaining clarity on what is this piece of myself? How does it believe it's serving me in some way? How has it, yeah, served a role or protected me? And also what are its wants and needs? Because when you're doing this work, and when I say this work, I'm talking about pretty much any type of healing, and you're creating this environment externally and internally that is supportive of healing, these different shadows and sub-personalities, you could say, are going to come to the surface because they finally feel safe enough to reveal themselves and to be seen and worked with and integrated. And I think we can judge ourselves and think that something is wrong or something needs to be fixed when we're going through a different chapter of our life. And we're like, oh, I should be feeling lightness and joy and bliss, but I actually feel grief or I feel anger, or I feel rage, or jealousy, or any of these quote-unquote negative emotions. And that, of course there's nuance to this, but that typically is not an indication that anything is wrong. Nothing is wrong just because these heavier emotions are coming up. In fact, it means, just like I mentioned, you've created a supportive environment in which this part of yourself, whether it's an emotion, a part of your psyche and energy, feels safe enough to reveal itself. So again, that first main ingredient is being aware of this part of yourself. Then the next ingredient is having clarity on what is this? How has it served me in my life up until this point? Or how does it believe it's serving me? Usually it's some type of protection. And what does it want and need? And you'll notice how 
these different aspects of your own psyche and inner world are like their own entities. You could relate to them as a small child. And what does a small child ultimately want on a core level? They want to be seen, heard, appreciated, accepted, embraced, loved. And that's exactly what all of these different parts of your psyche want. So even your inner rage, even your inner darkness, all of these shadows that we've been taught to want to fix or change or get rid of, first of all, they're not going away. We can alchemize them into something else, but they're still going to be there. Second of all, all they want is to be seen and held and embraced and loved. So instead of thinking these are enemies that we need to fight, which I think is a very colonized way of relating to ourselves, we can now relate to these pieces of ourselves as inner children that just want to be embraced. And when I say there's importance in gaining clarity about this piece of yourself as you're on a path of healing or transformation, That also doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to have clarity on exactly where it came from or exactly the story that created this piece of yourself. In certain situations, it can be healing to bring yourself to the past, but that's also not always necessary. And in fact, it can just be re-traumatizing ourselves when we're focusing so much on the past and focusing on where did this come from? What is the exact situation in my childhood where this was created? Like, yes, sometimes that can be helpful, but it's not necessary in order to heal something. Because I believe time is this fascinating construct that's been created by humans in order to better understand reality as we know it with our human brains. Otherwise, we would feel lost and maybe even insane. So it gives us this linear concept to hold on to and to make sense of things. And where I'm going with this is that the past, so everything that's ever happened, the present, everything that is happening, and the future, everything that will ever happen, is ultimately all happening at the same point in time and space. So again, it can be helpful to bring yourself back to past memories and gain more clarity on where exactly did this come from, but it's not always necessary and sometimes it's not even super helpful. So trusting that your awareness of this piece of yourself and gaining clarity on its role, its purpose, and what it wants and needs can be enough And we don't have to put so much pressure on ourselves to dig and dig and dig into the past. The next ingredient that I mentioned is acceptance, which again is this concept that feels so simple when we hear it, but it is so freaking profound, especially when we practice it over and over and over Because any healing experience is not something that we just check off our list and we say, okay, done, healed it, I'm a perfect human. (laughs) Like, this is a lifelong journey. So when we're going back to the metaphor of relating to your own shadows, your own triggers, your own different parts of your psyche as children, being so gentle and compassionate with them and approaching them with love and acceptance... And you will notice the more you do this practice, 
when you meet a piece of yourself and you meet that piece of yourself with acceptance and love, you'll notice it pretty much automatically alchemizes or shifts, even if it's subtle. But this energy of love and acceptance is what allows that piece of yourself to soften and relax and open and to no longer have its guard up so much. So trusting that you are designed to heal. Your inner systems know how to heal and want to heal. When a flower does not bloom, we adjust the environment. We don't adjust the flower. So adjust your environment and create it to be one that is supportive of your healing. So intentionally putting yourself in communities, spaces, experiences, environments that are based on radical love and acceptance, embracing you for exactly who you are, and also cultivating those qualities within yourself. And I found that we can almost become addicted to seeking out more transformation, more healing, more self-development. Maybe not everyone resonates with this, but I know that was me on my path for a long time, always seeking more and more and more and not fully trusting that by being in my joy, by being playful, by being in nature, by experiencing deeper, more intimate connections with people in my life and feeling a sense of belonging and community externally and internally, we can trust that our inner worlds are designed to heal because we're in an environment that is supportive for doing so. So we don't have to put so much pressure on ourselves to constantly be fixing and changing and tweaking and transforming because yes, trust me, I love therapeutic techniques and deep cathartic practices. There's nothing wrong with that. And also all of these shifts can also be found in the subtle experiences that we're having in the environments that support us to heal. And I say this all the time on my platforms and also in my containers, but it's so true that your healing and evolution is not measured by the amount of certifications you get or how much therapy you do or anything that's quantifiable. To me, it's determined by how you hold yourself and love yourself on the journey. It's not about pushing yourself and going harder and deeper and faster. It's as I'm going through this process, how much more can I love myself through it? How much more can I feel pleasure through it? How much more can I feel my worthiness? How much more can I hold and embrace myself like the innately good person that I am? How much can I tap into my own innocence, my own purity, my own goodness, and forgive myself? That is such a massive determining factor on this path. And the more we continue to do that and we let ourselves be free of all of this self-judgment and self-doubt and self-criticism and self-loathing, we notice how much energy and power that frees up because unconsciously it was draining so much energy to constantly police ourselves, censor ourselves, judge ourselves, inhibit ourselves in any way. 
And we've taken on that responsibility internally because most likely that is what was projected on us during childhood by society, by family, by schooling, by religion, whatever it was that conditioned you to think that it's safer to censor ourselves, to stay small, to stay quiet, and to not be the fullest, biggest, truest, most shining expressions of who we are, whatever that might look like. So that has been one of the most profound shifts for me is to witness how much more energy is freed up for creative endeavors, for self-discovery, and for living and enjoying myself when I'm no longer so consciously or unconsciously focused on let me make myself as small as possible. Let me make sure that I'm being accepted and belonging and understood by everyone else and not making anyone uncomfortable. So to wrap up this little monologue, again, those main ingredients of lasting healing, lasting transformation, and honestly, just a deeper sense of fulfillment in your life are awareness, clarity, and acceptance. Awareness of what's been lingering in your unconscious and the parts of yourself that have been in the shadows. Clarity of what is this piece of myself and how has it been serving me and how can I free it of this duty of protecting me or inhibiting me in some way so that I can free up that energy. So what does it want or need, which... P.S. is most likely to be seen, heard, loved, and embraced. And that leads us to the final piece of acceptance that we dove into. So holding yourself, loving yourself, and accepting exactly where you are right now. It can be so easy to be hyper-focused on the future and on what we desire, what we want, what are our goals and dreams And there's nothing wrong with that. Trust me, I have very big visions and goals for myself and my life. And at the same time, I don't want to be so hyper-focused on what's not here and what I'm lacking that I completely miss what is here and what's already available to me. I don't want this life to pass me by. I want to make sure that I'm radically accepting of exactly who I am, where I'm at, and what my life is right now. Because if I don't accept where I am right now and I'm projecting this illusion onto the future version of myself and saying, oh, once I become her, once I get to this place, once I do this thing or become this thing or have this thing, then I'll be happy or joyful or at peace or whatever it is. Then I'm constantly going to be projecting that onto the future and the future and the future and it will constantly feel like it's just out of reach and it's this dangling carrot in front of me that I can never quite grab. So the secret of all secrets is to be with what's here right now even if your reality doesn't necessarily reflect your deepest desires or where you want to be. Allow yourself to be so accepting of where you are and who you are in this moment so that you carry that energy and embodiment of acceptance forward on your path so that when you do get quote unquote there, even though there is no there, you will still feel that sense of acceptance instead of it always being something that you believe the next thing and the next thing and the next thing will magically bring you. 
it's something that is cultivated here in this moment because as I mentioned, time is a construct and an illusion. So whatever you think you can only feel after you cross a certain gate or level is actually something you can feel right now with the awareness, the clarity, and the acceptance. Just because we're in human bodies doesn't somehow make us separate from nature. And just like nature, we have our own seasons and cycles that we're constantly journeying through. So just because you might be in an inner winter, a period of death and rebirth, a period of deep stillness or introspection or whatever it is that you're currently experiencing, it doesn't mean that something is wrong. It doesn't mean you're meant to bypass this season of your life and be hyper-focused on what's going to come next. How can I burst out of this and go to the next thing? Like sink deeper into what's here because that is the medicine. That is the teacher. That is what gives you clarity. Not going to the next thing. It's being with exactly what is here now. Be with it. Don't miss it. I hope you got something out of this. Please let me know what resonated with you and what you're taking away. I would love to hear. You can do that by sharing this episode on Instagram and tagging me. You can also send me a DM. I always love to hear how this resonates with you. Sending so much love and I'll see you in the next episode. Hi again, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and that it helped to expand your consciousness and perspective in some way. If you liked what you heard or just want to show some love, it would mean the absolute world if you ranked and reviewed the show, sent it to your friends or family, and hit the subscribe button. This allows more people to discover Soul Nectar, keeps the show up and running, and lets me know you beautiful people are out there listening. And if you do leave a review, make sure to take a screenshot and send it to nadine at bloomwithnadine.com and I will personally send a very special gift over your way. Share this episode on Instagram or your other social media handles with your biggest aha moments and takeaways. I'd love to shout you out and hear what resonated with you. Okay, take care and I'll see you in the next episode, my loves. Bye.